You are listening to Inside Mountain Bike Radio. Hello and welcome to this week's episode, or this episode, not done weekly, but this episode of Inside Mountain Bike Radio. Uh, here is myself, ben, uh, Matt, and I'm here with I'm here with Ben. We are currently driving down Wisconsin 29. 29. Headed to, we're on Highway 29, headed uh, east, and we're headed towards Green Bay. So we're in the van, get in the van, hashtag van life, and we're driving to Green Bay. Uh, trailer. Yeah, more U-Haul action. We have a we have a free upgrade to a five by nine trailer with gate and or ramp, and we wanted five by eight sans ramp. So okay, Matt, talk about what we're gonna do. This what's the point of this episode? First of all, okay, the point of this is uh, if you didn't listen to the latest episode of Just Riding Along, which was moving trucks, you should go listen to that. It's gonna give you a quick rundown of where I've been and how that plays in with what Ben's got going on and, and how we arrived in Campbellland. Um, but the gist of it is we've rented a lot of stuff, be it from Enterprise or U-Haul, over the last couple of weeks, and this is culminating with today and tomorrow. We are driving from Hayward to Green Bay. We are going to pick up one riding lawnmower with one U-Haul 5x9 with gate or ramp trailer. And two small kids. And we're going to also pick up two small critters two well-knack critters that have been staying with grandma and we're going to then meet up with ben's brother tyler and we're going to race the stump farm race the part of the wars series whims um it is i'm gonna do the there's three options there's a 10 lap a six lap and a three lap i'm gonna do the the six or six lap or 60 mile version on my single speed Ben's going to do the 10-lap version on his single speed, and Tyler's also going to be 10-lapping on his uh, bike, his bike sans gears as well. Um, so how many, how many gear, how many, how much have you been worrying about your gear selection, and what are you running? So everybody's been worrying about gears. I don't think I'm bringing a hard enough gear, but I also don't want to have too hard of a gear. Uh, in retrospect, or in reality, There's like way too much worrying going on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to worry a lot about gearing, but Ben's going to run. There's three dudes that we know racing me, myself, or myself, Ben and Tyler. And between the three of us, we have three gear combos, uh, going from easiest to hardest is Ben, Matt and Tyler. And going from, I think that order of speed is going to be the same. I think, I think Ben's going to go the fastest. Oh, I'm doing a hundred miles though. I'm going to be doing, I'm, I mean, anytime you do that distance, and you're not in shape to like race a hundred, like to race a hundred miles. And that's a skunk, by the way. <laughs> if you race a hundred miles, like you're not really going to be going that fast. I think you're just too worried about it. Yeah, but the thing is, is like I don't have. I'm going to be faking it starting about two and a half hours. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so we we should let let me paint the picture here. So we're driving down the road, like I said, and Matt has his computer out, and we have a uh, what is that ATR mic twenty one hundred. Um, and he's just passing it back and forth. So any car that goes by, see, like they, if they look in, they're seeing a, you know, a microphone. And <laughs> this is really weird, actually. Uh, anyhow, so gearing. So yeah, thirty six twenty two for me. And then Ty said he's doing thirty two eighteen. I'm gonna run thirty four twenty, which is right in between the two. It's like mathematically spaced. It's pretty much equal to go from Tyler to me to Ben. It's like equal steps. Okay, so the point of this episode was just to 
just kind of do we wanted to do recording as we're driving and traveling wherever we're going this summer different things uh but this one we didn't we had a couple ideas of what we want to talk about so we're probably going to go all over the place uh but i'm going to ask you just you know you said the gearing but what uh you talk about the crave all the time but what did you do like what are you what's your bike that you're riding for this race because people always want to know so what did you do what are you ride? what are you doing what's your setup Okay. Okay, my entire setup, and it changed uh, two days ago, uh, and it wasn't necessarily. Why did it, and why did it change? Okay, so I got here. Um, I have three bike, three mountain bikes, and that's really going to drop to two next week. Um, and this will all make sense in a moment. I really like riding single speed, and where I was living in, in Denver wasn't really conducive to it. And Hayward definitely is single speed friendly. Um, and it's not even a sense of like, oh, the trails in Denver are too hard. No, it's just like the trails in Denver are 40 minutes from the house. So if you want to ride to and from the house and feel like you're not just spin coast, spin coast, spin coast, having gears makes getting to the trail a lot easier. And I don't like driving to the trail. So uh, the plan is I took the the Sid World Cup fork off the highball and I dropped it onto the Crave. So I'm going to run the 2013 Carve SL. Technically, it's the first year it was called the Carve. Um and I just kind of adopted calling it the Crave over time, so like it, people could find it and make sense of the specialized lineup. Uh, so I have a, a Carve Crave SL. It's set up single speed. Um, I have a Sid World Cup fork, alloy bar, XT M785 brakes, the older XT brakes, um, alloy seat post, and uh, let's see DT350 rear hub with uh, WTB i19 rims, and I'm running a Cannondale Cork Road Hologram with a 34 tooth chain ring. That's why I'm running a 34 ring up front. Yeah, Ben just called my bike a bastard, and that is very true. It is a a bastard of a bicycle. It's a mutt, yeah, but it's a sweet mutt. It's heavy. It's a little heavy, but for this stuff, it doesn't really matter that much. Especially this race, it's flat. I mean, it's flat. It's not heavy compared to your bike. Um, so what were, yeah, forks make a bike heavy, but they, we rode on the trail last night and I was having a really hard time. Yeah, but you were just tired. Like you're just tired. I mean, I've went, I feel like we've like burnt the candle on like three sides for the last two weeks. So yeah, it just kind of caught up with me yesterday, but we burnt the the candle and the plate below it that was sitting on and then the table and the whole room. (laughs) It just blew up it's like uh, yeah it's a long week um so that's the bike i'm gonna ride uh we'll follow it up we'll yeah about, we'll, we're gonna record something probably on sunday yeah we'll record again on sunday yeah, maybe sunday night okay so ben's gonna ride that's what i'm riding ben's gonna ride his el mariachi with let's see i can go through your bike hold on so you have SRAM front hub, Industry 9 rear hub, Velocity blunt SS rims. Is, what's the exact? Was it 35? What's internal on that? 29 and 33 external? Yeah, they're 29 internal. It's like the little brother of the P35 or the blunt 35. Yeah. But those SSs, they, they're fantastic in that they're not that wide and they're light enough to... Like if you look at that versus like an arch, they're not as heavy as the arch. But they're a little bit wider, and they're just 
tire wise, like I I have those bond. Well, you talk about what those bond trigger XR twos on there are like nice plump tires. It's fantastic. Okay, uh, Sid non World Cup fork. So you have the alloy full alloy Sid with the non. With, no, you have the Sid XX. Yeah, so it's got the hydraulic lockout, alloy crown and steer, um, and then XT crank. Yeah, race face carbon bar and seat post, race face turbine alloy stem, WTB saddle of some variety. Uh, it's like a Silverado wide or some junk. Uh, and then Bontrager tires, like you were saying, Bontrager tires set up. Yep, thirty six twenty two Wolf Tooth. What you do? Yeah, he's got the old wiggle ring. For single speed, I won't run anything but elliptical. I just I like the. It's not even the. You know, a lot of people say that it smooths out the your pedal stroke, and it's more of like in and out of corners. Like you, it's just a different feeling. Power like putting the power of the pedal wise when you're going in and out of different corners and stuff. It's. I mean, a lot of people really. That's the first thing they talk about is how it smooths out your pedal stroke. I just I don't I don't tell any difference with that. So anyhow, so elliptical on single speed all the way. And Ben even said this week there was a couple things that he would pay retail for, and that was uh, elliptical chain rings and Bontrager tires. He said he would actually, it would at this point, no, actually what he said is it, you would have to pay me to ride. You would have to give me, you'd have to give me product and money to ride something different at this point. So, yeah, that's our setup. Tyler's going to run an El Mariachi Rigid, and who cares what his part is. XR2 tires as well. And so I think you got to do Bontrager. Uh, was there new carbon carbon rims? Uh, the line carbon or something like that. That's what he has. Yeah. All right. So that's what we have going on. Uh, it's a pretty – we tried to do a, a video shoot this morning with Canva, but the timing was off. Some people were running behind, and we didn't have – because we have to – get to green bay to just do some some family stuff that ben has going on that we we couldn't hang around but we're going to be doing some stuff with camba over the summer for sure uh cable area mountain biking association is camba uh so it's going to be the trail coalition that runs everything in the area so if you want to come up and ride with us camba is the one that uh that is the i guess you could say the the impetus or the driving force behind that the thing is with Canva too is it's a it's a pretty large large organization. They they were an Imba chapter and they're one of the ones that uh, recently, uh, I guess, dumped being an Imba chapter just so they could focus their own efforts. So they have a pretty good organization and their fundraising's good and they've built a ridiculous network of of trails and they're actually still doing fundraising. But that was I just want to mention like they're one of the ones that just dumped Imba because they 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 figured they can do it. You know, they have it all in place to kind of do it themselves. So I think they're making a push to, like, do some of their own, you know, marketing now. And going along with that, if you wanted to come out, hang out with us, and also give some money to Canva while racing your bike, there's still entries available for the Bora Epic, which is next weekend. Uh, That's June 3rd. Bora Epic, you have a 35- and a 17-mile option. They both end really near – they start up – you can either start in cable for the, the long version or you start at the Brakey Trailhead off Highway 00 for the shorter version, and they all end at the same place, which is the Hatchery or Mosquito Brook. Which one? I think, I think Hatchery Creek. Anyways, they end they ended at Trailhead on the, the Hayward end of the town, and 
Uh, I'll be there. Ben will be being dad. But if you wanted to donate, yeah, if you want to donate money to the trails, race your bike, slap hands with us, come do it. Uh, there's still interest available. It's uh, boraepic.org, I think. Just Google. Yeah. But that's. You rode, Matt rode, Matt and I rode some of the trails. Like, actually, they have a lot of the trail signs. They're putting the start, starting to put the trail signs up for the Bora Epic. Uh, so you rode some of that. Tell, what, what do you think about it so far? I mean, you're new to it, so. Bring your suspension. Uh, I'm going to race Bora Epic on the top fuel for sure. Uh, and it's not that I couldn't do 35 miles of that stuff on single speed and on hardtail bike, but. No, like Matt hasn't been. <laughs> if it's any indication, yesterday would probably not be a good day if you were racing. Well, no, and what I was going to say is like it'd be really stupid to race my less capable bicycle. Like, why would I leave my super nice bike in the garage when I? I mean, I have it. I'm going to use it. So, are you selling it at some point? Too? Uh, the top fuel will be sold probably closer to the end of the season, but. The I just got to make some personal. Uh, my bike life has gone on a diet, and I need to really focus on doing some other other uh, money projects. So I'm gonna really strip down my stuff, and then we can uh, we can reevaluate in the spring. There's some things I might do that that make a different bike a little bit better. So, um, but where I was going with all that is. Yeah, bring your suspension. You know, if you had a rigid 26er, it probably wouldn't be the best bike to race the Bora Epic on. If you had, like, no, you can, but I was going to say, if you had a rigid 26er and, like, a 100-mil travel 29er, I'd bring the 100-mil travel 29er. I think you're just going to be more comfortable. And, yeah, Ben saying, like, I'm not in the shape for it. And I get it that there's going to be people that go faster than me on a hardtail or even a rigid bike, but... Personally, I think I'll be able to race 35 miles much better with su- suspension under me than without. And the the trails kind of it's a mix. Like we went about or we went past uh, the Mes- Mosquito Brook, for example, and north of that is it's more sandy. Like it was more pine trees, so it was like smoother, sandier. You go south of that, you know, into Hatchery Creek, and there's a lot of rocks and roots um, and just bumpy stuff. And then north of that, you know, there you. You go in between sections, so you have a section that's real bumpy and rocky and stuff, and then you'll get a nice smooth, like built. Even some of the stuff's real smooth, built out stuff. Uh, so it's not easy. Like it's in terms of like up and down and climbing. There's no major climbs, but it's like your up is. It's just you're constantly on it. Yep, it, exactly. It is not easy riding. So um, and also that race is long enough that I'm going to run a pack. So if I'm going to run a pack, the one bottle top fuel is not going to be like a, a hindrance. So, yeah, well, right, we're going to take a break. We're yeah, gas. we're going to get gas, and then yeah, we'll be back in a moment. All right, so we're all gassed up, and we're on our way to Stump Farm. Um, we did have to stop get gas. We went to Quick Trip. Just so people don't think we're plugging camera, we're going to plug all things good in Wisconsin. So, Quick Trip, if you've never seen it. What do you think about Quick Trip? All right, so. What is it? Quick Trip. Ben asked me, what is Quick Trip and what do you think about it? Uh, Quick Trip is a local gas station that is uh, really good. Uh, They have food, 
they have fuel, obviously a gas station, and then they have everything you would expect. But then they sell like light produce, like bananas and apples and potatoes and stuff like that, and eggs and some meats and bread. Uh, but it's all like, yeah. But the thing is, is like when you go in there, and there's like a decent little like hot food section. Um, and it's all reasonably priced. Like you get a gallon of milk at like grocery store prices, not at like, like, uh, like convenience store prices or like Walgreens price. You know, it's a. No, that's not even. That's not even fair. Walgreens prices. Walgreens prices like they take retail. Walgreens, this is okay. This is the Walgreens business model, and I think we should all work off of this. So they take wholesale, then make it resale or retail price. And then they just double everything. That's Walgreens price. That's how they work. Good business model. Yeah, good business model. Not Walgreens. It's not. I mean, well, that's the thing though. Like, Ben doesn't like Walgreens. There you have it. So if you're a stakeholder in Walgreens, that's Ben at MountBikeRadio.com. But yeah, it's a really cool gas station. We just got gas. We got food. I got some uh, chicken tenders and some potato logs. I'm really feeling up to race tomorrow. <laughs> Is that what they're called? Potato logs? Potato wedges, potato logs. It's the same. Is that, what they're called? Is that like a brand name or something? A brand name? No. That's like. <laughs> the so they're like fried? That. No, I never heard that. Potato logs. Is that like a tater top? Well, no. It's like a, it's like a fried. It's like a giant french fry. Yeah, so it's like a tater top. No, tater tots are like reconstituted. It's like chopped up and smushed back together. And these are like cut and then just like lightly breaded and fried, but they're like giant French fries, and they they're called tater logs in the south. There's no p in it; it's just tater logs. It would be so up here. Here it would be home fries, like a real rough cut French fry, right? But home fries wouldn't be breaded; they would just be like pan fried. Like home fries are more like breaded, refried home fries. Sure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we're okay. So okay. Next thing. Uh, so what do you think so far? You've lived in Hayward for I don't. Know, haven't really lived there, but you've been around for what five days? Uh, a week. Been there a week now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A week. Well, we're traveling though. For oh, what did we do last weekend? Well, that's what I said. Go listen to JRA, and it tells you all about it. About moving? Oh, Alfonso. Oh, that's right. I okay. So Ben and I are so, yeah. Okay, so we so Matt rolled in. I spent a week at the house. We we closed on the house May first, and then I moved in two weeks ago today. Uh, moved a bunch of stuff, a couple vans worth of stuff, and lived there for the weekend. Did some painting, did some other fixing, whatever. And then Matt showed up on Thursday. Then he talks about that on just riding along. And then we packed stuff up and went to El Manzo 100 down in Minnesota. And then uh, we set up an aid station for riding gravel. If you're new and haven't heard before, Guitar Ted and I do ridinggravel.com. So what we do starting last year is we set up an aid station, an unofficial, as my air quotes while I'm driving, uh, unofficial aid station at El Manzo 100, which is a popular gravel race. And we just buy a bunch of shit. What do we? I don't even know. What we spent three hundred, four hundred dollars on food. Yeah, so we we talked about this in the show that you haven't listened to yet on JRA. So we drove down Almanzo. So talk about that then. What do we? Uh, okay, so. What did you think of that whole experience? 
We went to Almanzo, and I've helped Ben with events before. I helped him with his frozen weekends, and uh, the food was honestly a lot cheaper than I thought. We didn't spend nearly as much as I thought we were going to spend at the grocery store, but we rolled it. I mean, it's a lot, but it's it wasn't what I oh, like. like no, it was two hundred and seventy-five dollars at Walmart. And then some other random places. Yeah, so I mean, you were under four hundred for the whole thing, yeah. but uh, we and we we set up and we cooked uh, cooked a lot of bacon, seventeen pounds. That's a lot. That's like almost as much as my dog weighs in bacon. Um, but that's, we that's popular. So it's bacon. Coke is popular. <laughs> Whiskey is pretty popular. Uh, what pickles. else? Pickles were really popular. Yep. So, anyhow, that's. <laughs> yeah. So we we set up the A station. We did our thing. Uh, I got to meet Guitar Ted in person. It was a lot of fun. He's a super nice guy. Uh, got some stuff that we're going to talk about in later episodes with uh, hooked up by him. We ran the A. Yeah, we got some tires to talk about. So we we ran that aid station and it was a hoot. Uh, and then we went to move Ben. So I haven't been in Hayward a lot, but what I think about it so far is, uh, it's good. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a little lumpier than I thought it was going to be. I thought the hills were all half size of what they are, honestly, like from what I remember riding on snow. And it's probably because the snow made everything so smooth that you like were able to just roll a little smoother, um, a little easier, but, um, Oh man, the the versus vibe of the what your expectations your expectations versus like living there and just kind of getting the general sense of things. I would say that it's it's kind of odd to me to this is the first place I've ever lived where there's uh uh hard liquor in the grocery store. So well to go to the liquor store you're actually like, "Oh, let's go over to marketplace. It's the marketplace is a grocery store, but let's go to the grocery store." And it is technically like a separate aisle or a separate like, it's like a, you, you like make your purchase at marketplace, like pantry, let's call it. And then you like walk through an inside door into marketplace liquor. And then you're like, you make your liquor purchase. So like you use like the same buggy and you just like, it's not a buggy either. It's a shopping cart. You use the same wheeled vessel for moving groceries, whether it be a cart, a buggy, uh, basket, shopping basket. But people on the... Uh, I call the... So the Ben's referring to the half-size carts. I call those the uh, race cart. Oh, that works. Because, you know, it's small, nimble, quick. You can flick around corners. It's real flickable. It's flickable. It's like... It's like 27.5, you know, non-plus. It's flickable. Um Okay, so it's also like twenty-seven five uh, tires. In that, like half the year, they're unusable. You mean? Well, yeah. If it's really, it's we're not going there. So, but what is uh, that's that's something that's like really, really odd to me. Um, and just you know, the everything happens a little differently here. Um, I am from a really small town, so I kind of anticipated some of the small townness. So that doesn't really like surprise me. The the everybody knows everybody's everything is something that I'm kind of used to, honestly. But you know, it's it's going to be a cool experience. Uh, it's kind of funny to go to like Walmart and someone looks at you like the I don't know who you are. You know, it's like 
instead of looking at you like, the, oh, God, I made eye contact with this person. What do I do now? Which is like the big city vibe. But the other, the, It's interesting, too, because it's a very big vacation area throughout the year. So silent sports is kind of a, a portion of it. So mountain biking, cross-country skiing is big. Uh paddling's really big as well but the rest of the year fishing um but the rest of the year there's also like snowmobiling four-wheeling hunting's big and like matt said fishing's big year-round uh so it's it's a small town but there's a, a a wide range of traffic but this weekend especially being memorial day like there's a big influx of people just because they're excited it's summer or whatever and they started trickling in this morning well last night and then this morning was no very noticeable so far but we'll see what that play how that plays out too yeah so we live like a mile from a coffee shop and we ran around and did some things this morning and we grabbed some coffee on the way out and it was just funny because like you walked into the coffee shop and there was like people that looked like zombies like on the sidewalk they're clearly clearly not from there i think the biggest thing would be the tourist is someone that exits shop number one and starts like mouth breathing and looking for shop number two and like the person that like was local or even just like let's call them like a seasonal resident like they exit the shop and they're like on to the next thing yeah like you could see they're going somewhere as opposed to like the tourists that they're just kind of looking for something else whereas the local that's the biggest thing is the local is they know where they're going next like the vacationer like you just you're kind of looking around you like walk to the next place like just you have that mentality of, like, you have no place to go, and you're just kind of checking things out. Yeah, it's like, I had breakfast. What am I going to do until lunch? I'll right. walk around and buy snacks yeah. until lunch. In that, like, your body language just says, well, whatever. You just got to look around. and yeah. See, I mean, right now there's, like, just trailers of paddling stuff and four-wheelers, and it's a really small trailer. Really small trailer, really small wheels. Still going to send it. No, those are like 24 plus. Yeah, 24 plus. Um, so, uh, coming up here, this is not related to your thoughts on Hayward, but coming up, you can see we're just heading towards, we're almost to Wausau, Wisconsin, for anybody that's in the upper Midwest. Uh, but I wanted to make a note of that because the uh, later this summer, I'll be out there. I don't know if you're going to do it, but the Wausau 24. It used to be 24 hours of nine mile for several years and then it's been wasa 24 for several years but 24 hour race and it has different categories but that's been going on for i don't know the history but probably 15 years and if we had more time we'd stop and just do a lap but we just don't have time today but uh yeah anyhow so yep uh wasa area that's where we are central central upper wisconsin um we were talking about oh, i want to know what else thoughts of like like other, other random thoughts, like you had expectations going into it, but like random thoughts, like what what else, uh, anything else, like area, trees, like birds, like any, just. So there's, uh, let's see, I don't really, I mean, I know what you're asking, but I don't really know, like how to. Wait, like that smell, like I think they spread on that field is like waste. Yeah, it's. It smells, uh, there's definitely some fresh manure. There's a lot more farms here than up by us. Yeah. I noticed that on the drive up. It was like the last couple of hours were like really smelly. Um, so I'm, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I haven't. It's a pretty similar, like, you, you just feel like you're back in, like, kind of your small where you grew up. 
I feel like, uh, I mean, I haven't spent a ton of time back. I'm from a little town north of Memphis, and I haven't spent a ton of time back there, like, as an adult. And usually when I'm there, I have, like, an agenda, you know. Um, it feels similar to that. It's just smaller. You know, Hayward is a lot smaller than where I grew up, but it's not like I'm someone that's only lived in big cities that came to, like, a small city. So, And I've lived where there's, like, wildlife and stuff before, so I'm not, like, blown away by the fact that there's, like, a lot of birds outside. I'm more like, oh, man, my grandmother would love to sit here because she's, like, into birds. So, like, if she was there, she would see, like, she could... She would be like, with Ben, it's just like, oh, that's a warble speckled doggle doggle. Or like, oh, that's a such and such. Oh, that's a such and such. Or like, oh, you hear that? That's a roughed grouse beating his chest trying to mate, you know, and he knows all this stuff. So, so okay, then how about uh, just riding wise? Is there anything that you've changed your mind or, or you kind of had thoughts of that you wanted to do this summer that even changed in the last few days? Like, I know you were talking about doing that fixation cycles, the fixation loop, and then we had kind of talked about doing getting something up on maybe a couple things up on black river just checking out black river um is there anything that's changed in the last few days or are you just kind of the same plans and like more or less the plan is the same uh we put together a rough schedule of like events and things we're going to go to which really i don't want to say narrows my opportunities but sort of like predetermines a lot of places i could go and race and ride already um but yeah so for those of you that don't know uh fixation puts together an event that benefits the wisconsin bike fed it's a three-day bike packing event and you don't have to carry any food you just have to carry like your sleeping setup and your your water um and then like like a supported tour slash bike pack type of thing right i would call it a yeah they provide food we provide everything we as in like the individual rider not we as in mountain bike radio or anything but like they provide. Yeah, well, we well we'll talk about that. We'll get in contact with them and see if we can like help cook one night or something. That'd be fun. Um, but no, I just think that it's a uh, it's a cool event. It's going to benefit the Wisconsin Bike Fed. But you know, looking at the route, it's like 114 miles with 3,600 feet of climbing, and I'm like, I should just and it's all mixed surface, like mostly gravel. There's a tiny bit of trail. There's a tiny bit of pavement. And it's like, man, I should just try to knock that out in a day. You know, like that's really one of my goals, one of my self-supported rides. And, uh, I would like to do that. I think it would be a, a hoot. Along the way too. There's campgrounds, there's some water set, like places to get water. And so you can easily crank it out yourself. Yeah. It's just going to be, you know, do I want to not go mountain biking to do that? Right. Like, I think the answer is going to be yes, but we'll see. Um, but you know, like I want to do something like that. There's a, it's really cool that there's like this endurance race series. There's not really endurance racing in Colorado. It's kind of weird. You have like cross country stuff, but you don't really have like a solid or like what I would yeah, call like, mature. Like the WEM series, there's not a lot of people that race the WEM series. I mean, any given, you know, like the most popular one, you might get a hundred people like down in the south southern Kettle Moraine area. Um, so it's not a huge race like the war series would be, but the WEMS, I mean, I think there's, I don't even know on the schedule this year is maybe nine races. So they're all very, it's very consistent and they're throughout the state of Wisconsin. So you have a good opportunities to go maybe skip like this one's the fourth one of the series. Like they've had three races already. So it's cool. Yep. And actually one of our listeners, uh, gave me a, a really good email, a really nice email, uh, Ben. Oh sent me an email he was like hey welcome 16, to wisconsin yeah yeah you ruined it he like sent me this really like well, I don't know where you're going 
yeah, well, he sent me this really well-thought-out and articulated email, and he's like, I'll be the 16-year-old racing my fat bike in the 100, and I'm like, it didn't feel like an email from a 16-year-old, you know, it was, like, very mature, so that was, uh, that was cool, so we'll meet Ben this weekend, um, yeah, he's going to be at Stump Farm, uh, Ben, I, yeah, he's 16, Ben K, so, um, wanting to know, how many 16-year-olds do you really know, Ben? Well, it could be a kid of somebody I I know. Like I'm to that age now. Somebody that I'm I've raced with a long time ago could have a kid that age. So I am almost forty. Ben knows all the sixteen year olds. So uh, I could have a sixteen year old very easily. Have a sixteen year old. I mean, I almost could also. That's a different issue. That's a different. Oh well, you could you could just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly. Um. Well. I mean, that's kind of it. I don't know what else you want to jab about. So emails, like he sent a really good email, and it's really cool when we get emails. So we read them, all of them. It might take us a little while to respond. So if you have anything, questions, or just a comment, or you really like something, or you really hate something, you can send us an email, too. might just delete the hate one and just laugh about it, but uh, we'll, we'll read it at least, right? Um, shop MBR, too. So if you go two things... I always say two things. Shop MBR, and then if you're going to shop on Amazon, uh, click on the mountain bike radio link, and we get a cut, and it costs you no extra. So if you go to mountainbikeradio.com slash support MBR, there is a few ways to help, and the Amazon link is right there. And that is really easy and fantastic. All you do is click on it and shop um, as usual. And the other thing we found out, too, is if you ask Siri on your phone, you can... uh, Ask Siri to pull up the mountain bike radio app. Sorry, we're just taking a picture. And uh, But if you ask Siri to mount, open your mountain bike radio app, she'll do it for you. That's all I have. Yeah, maybe closing thoughts from myself. Um, gosh, I had something. And then I was like, oh, I should take a picture of us recording in the car because we've never done that. Um, let's see. So we do have Ben talked about the support and the shopping. Um, Tell them what it means. Like, okay, so, so what it means to basically for okay. So we have obviously it's like any type of business or any any venture of any sort or like riding or anything. You have goals in life, right? So we have different goals for mountain bike radio, blah blah blahs details. And uh, but you know I want Matt to kind of explain what it means if somebody buys a shirt, like or Matt sent. Talk about that guy that emails you. Okay. Uh, Yes. Yeah. So now this is a a thing. Um, and just to be clear, I'm employed by Ben. We're not partners in this. I have no like skin in the game. I think that's. Imp- I don't know. It's it's something to know, you know. Uh, but this is like Ben's baby, and I'm just his employee. But like the more that, and I'm not saying like guilt tripping you into this, but like when you when you <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to. You're but supposed when to. you shop with. When you shop with Mountain Bike Radio, even using the affiliate link or buying some of our apparel or stickers or what become a member, a member is a huge one. But what you're doing is you're literally employing the two of us, um, and that's something that's a, a pretty big deal. And I think it's something that is, you know, and I, not to like poo-poo on any of the other companies, but our advertising is very minimal and our content I feel is very genuine. Um, so, and I feel like it's going to be something we are, we actually like in the car today, we were working this up. Isn't more, this is like, well, genuine, yeah. 
Well, yeah, but where I was going, let me. There's no. Uh, I'm just making it up as we drive here, so. Yeah, but you know, like we worked up the. Uh, if you want to advertise with Mountain Bike Radio, we like worked up a pay sheet, like essentially like a hot sheet, like oh, you want to advertise with us? Here's what we offer, um, and like. Those types of things are things that are not going to be, you know, it's not going to be like buying a Coke. Not everybody's going to be able to do it. Um, it's going to be something that we make decisions and we make a, a decision that says it agrees with, you know, what we want and what we think will work and what we think is a, a good thing for maybe you guys to hear, but isn't going to sway what we feel. And, you know, like, uh, gosh. Like if Fox came on and said we're we're going to sponsor you guys, but you can't just keep knocking on our lockouts, we'd be like, "Have a good day." I mean, yeah, see ya. No way. I mean, yeah. If you make junky plastic lockouts and then you want to like essentially pay us off for us not to talk about it, like that's that's not going to work at all. But you know, if you're a company that makes a product and you send us something to review, and then we do a couple of calls and do some feedback, and that product becomes improved, and then that company says, "Well." You know, we value Mountain Bike Radio and its listeners, and then they wanted to partner in with us. Sure, go for it. Yeah, advertise with us. We'd be happy to. You know, like a little bit of it would be, you know, you're probably a smaller company if you're talking with us. And then the other part of it would be if you like value our opinion and like you want to actually make a better product for the end user, we really want to stand behind that. I think. Here's the thing I was talking to uh, uh, somebody yesterday, and the thing it boils down to is you people listening, all of you. I've been listening for a long time, or maybe new. Um, the whole point of doing this is to focus on what you, what's like what you would get value out of. Like what happens a lot of times, and it happens to everybody. I mean, it, you see some money, you get some advertising, whatever it is, and you start focusing on the person that's giving you money, like giving you that advertising instead of focusing on who the real customer is, and that like that's you, the listener, is the one who we need to focus on. So, like from my perspective, Matt deals kind of more like day to day stuff at this point. You know, from my overarching perspective, I mean, that's my that's always been my goal is to focus on that. Um, is focus on what the listener, like what is best for the listener. Sometimes, you know, like we do advertising, whatever, like that, that angle of things, it's because we already, we have a relationship, we think it's good, uh, whatever. So, um, so there will be some, you know, as we go, whatever, but uh, overall, that's not the focus. I mean, that's not, we don't sit down and say, okay, our primary focus is like how are we going to get more advertising? It that just comes as it comes, so I'm not too concerned. But that's my closing thought. Yeah, and uh, you know maybe to contrast some things that or compare and contrast what we've already advertised. Like Todd from Epic Rides wanted to advertise with us, and they put on oh, yeah, quality sure. events, Absolutely. and it was a no-brainer. But when like you know if like the Hayward Muddy Buddy wanted to advertise their 5K, like it'd be like uh. They'd be like, eh, uh, okay, well, I don't know, you know, like, it, it just probably wouldn't make sense. So, um, yeah, that's what happens when you shop with us or in the future as you start to hear advertising from us. That's what we're doing. We're not just trying to get rich. We're trying to, we're trying to make it where we can, you know, uh, Ben talked about this in the last one. Like, it's like, oh, who would this benefit? It's like, it's got to benefit us. We got to put money in our pockets. We have to feed. Ben has to feed kids. I have to, you know, I mean, seriously, though, yeah, like, Ben yeah. has a. It has to be a sustainable venture in anything you do. If you go out and ride your bike, I have more th- more closing thoughts on this one if people are still listening. It's like, it's like uh, riding your bike, right? If you don't have the money to keep doing it, it's not a sustainable venture. So, where are you going to get that? How are you going to make that a sustainable venture? 
you're going to A, cut costs, and B, get more money. And that's flat out, and that provides you, in the end, your bike, and it provides you a valuable experience. Any business, anything, any type of venture, whether it's a air quotes, nonprofit or not, like their goal is to make more money than you spend, and then you can keep doing it. And every day you keep doing it, it adds up a little bit more. And then I'm here speaking in a car with Matt five years later, and I've made it through 60 months of saying, well, hope it, I, I hope I can make it one more month. And that's how it works. So next time you think that, just think about your bike and how you can make that sustainable. It's the same thing. The business is the same thing. All right, I'm done with and and, and I'll say this. If you're out there um, and you... If you were back in the old days, uh, when if you were back in the blog talk radio days, Ben ran a JRA from his van um, when after Paige was born. So he was in his van and did a blog talk radio with us uh, at the day like his his daughter was born, and then his that evening he was in the van and did JRA with us. Um, I mean that's a you know. A far cry from like, I'm not saying he didn't want to do that, but like this is something that's fun because now like we're two dudes cruising down the highway like doing this, not to be like, ooh, cool, we're gonna do this and it'll be this neat experience. But it's like this is just like an opportunity where like the two of us can't do anything else, so we're just gonna shoot the breeze and then turn it into something you can hear. Whereas like back then, that was like the grit, the hustle, the like I have to get another show recorded, I have to get it out, you know. Yeah, it's still that way. It's still that way. But it's, uh, we're in the territory, I personally am in the territory of, uh, I didn't, although you have good expectations and you expect, like, I have a pretty high level of expectations for myself. I'm in the territory with this that I didn't see, I didn't anticipate or see into the future to, like, think, sit down and think, we're going to be doing this. Like it's going to be this level. I had no idea. So you, I mean, I started five years ago, I got lucky. So it's, I mean, well, I am in that territory where I just didn't expect it. So that's good. So you didn't expect to be in a position where you could have an employee. I'm playing, I'm playing with house money at this point. That's it. There you go. There you go. So this has been, an episode. Some of the audio is going to be pretty quiet because we are in the van and like it's hard to juggle a mic back and forth. We might play with something and figure out an easier way to do that in the future, or we might just not, or who knows? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Yep. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you can email either one of us, Ben at mountainbikeradio.com, Matt at mountainbikeradio.com. Remember, if you want a shirt, shop mbr.com. If you want to support us, it's mbr. Yeah, we have hats now. We have shirts. Uh, we have stickers. Uh, if you really want something done and you don't can't find it, and you think I can do it, shoot me an email and I'll do it for you for the right yeah, price. We'll get it done. Yeah, I mean, if you if you say I want, um, if you have something that you want cooked up and you you know it's worth it to you, then just make it. You know, let us know and we'll make it happen. Yep. So. Thanks for listening. Uh, this won't be the last time you hear something like this this summer. And if you hated it, just don't listen to the next one. <laughs> Goodbye.